So today we're talking about intrapersonal communication, not to be confused with interpersonal communication, right? Because when you say that fast, they almost sound the same. Mm. Interpersonal, intrapersonal. So that's why I really emphasize the intra. Yeah, very. So, and most people have never really heard of intrapersonal. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Right. Mm-hmm. When you first brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, I know interpersonal. But then you pointed out. <laughs> it's like, actually, when I was um, a kid, I always confused intramurals with intramurals. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's the way I remember it nowadays because I, I always remember intramural. Intramural is in our school. Yes. Intramurals is between schools. Right. Like yeah. interlibrary loan. Right. <laughs> I was there you go. a big fan of that in yeah. college where you 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 are you're able yes. to get the books from different universities. If you haven't guessed already, she's she's a bit of a, a bookworm. Oh yeah, totally. Anyways. Um so yeah, so intrapersonal communication. So let's define that. What mm. what is intrapersonal communication? I think the most basic sort of definition of it would be the inner monologue that we have, or the inner dialogue, if you want to think of it as a back and forth between two voices in your head, right? Um, but it's also the self-talk, yeah, right? And and you just mentioned voices in the head. I feel like when people think of voices in their head, they're like, you mean crazy people? Right. Right. And the reality is that voice in your head uh, is actually something you want to listen to, Definitely. right? Yeah. And the more you listen to it, the, the sort of the better you get at listening to it. And it can be a real comfort to have uh, someone to run things by essentially, right? When, you, when you're sort of thinking about something, yeah. uh, instead of thinking about it one dimensionally, mm-hmm. by having more than one voice, you actually get a sort of a more holistic perspective on things. Yeah, I think so. I think, and also you're right in that maybe it's in the, t- the time that we're, we're living in right now, but it almost gets a bad rap when you're yeah. like, do you, are you listening to that voice inside your head? It's like, what were you talking about? Right, right, right. right. It's like, like no, it's we like should. it's the voice that's telling you to do something you shouldn't. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Like maybe it's that. Like I'm thinking of right, like the angel and the and the little like what is it, the devil the or devil, something? Yeah, or it's yeah, like yeah. on both sides of your shoulder, like on either exactly. shoulder. Yeah, and it's like, okay, should I do this or not? But in in a way, it is, it is the monologue that we're having, or a dialogue, true. if you want to think of it that way. But instead, maybe think of them as more neutral, right? You can totally. have multiple neutral voices. Right. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it's also just even the thoughts that we have that come to us during the day because we're constantly doing this throughout the day. And, in fact, it's something that is diametrically opposed to, like, meditation or mm. stillness in that when you're doing stillness, and I'm using that term from Ryan Holiday, who just came out with that book, the, the what is it? Stillness, Stillness is the is key. key. The, is the key, key. right? Yeah. Okay. By Ryan Holiday. But with the meditation, right, you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to really talk or in your head. Mm. You're just supposed to be still and be quiet. So I, that's why I'm almost saying that it's the antithesis of intrapersonal in a way, if we want to go that far, but maybe not. Me- are you talking about meditation? Meditation, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, meditation is sort of a broad topic and sure. and there are a bunch of different ways you can not that i'm a pro but uh you've experienced that, I, i've done a little it? bit yeah, of it more than um, i do i'm very much a beginner sure. but um i know more than nothing and what i do know <laughs> is that um with meditation there are a few different ways to approach it and and there are types of meditation where you really have no voice 
and it's it's about concentrating on a mantra, right? right. And and, and right. there there is no conversation. The meditation though, that I actually like the most, yeah. Um, my inner voice features prominently in it, okay. actually, and uh, it's called mindfulness meditation. Who who coined that? Do you do you remember? I don't know who coined it. Uh, who talks about it though? There's a really good interview with Tim Ferriss and some someone who is interviewing uh, this woman went had you know had a very alternative childhood, difficult childhood. It wasn't uh, Tori Brack. Yeah, Tara Brack. I might have been Tara Brack. Okay. Uh, but don't quote us on that. Anyways, yeah. there's, well, there's, um, I mean, we'll add it to the show notes yeah. afterwards. We'll, we'll do a little digging, but yeah. But the, the whole point of the mindfulness meditation is you're actually listening to your thoughts as they come into your head mm-hmm. and then you label them right as, as they enter your head. So, for example, um, let's say I'm in my meditation mm-hmm. and I think of, you know, the food that I, I'd like to eat, like a meal that, I, that I, I'm thinking about cooking. I'm visualizing like a hamburger. A hamburger, so sure. <laughs> I love burgers. So uh, a burger comes into my head. Right. And so I'll label that as, okay, I'm thinking about food. I'm thinking about hunger. Uh, and then once you label it, you let it pass through. Right. But they can also be negative thoughts, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, I could be thinking about some assignment that I had during the day that was stressful for me. Right. And so that would come into my head and I'd be like, oh, that's work or that's, stress that I'm feeling, apply the label yeah, and you let it pass. But the point is you embrace it and then you, you let your inner voice speak to you as to what that thought is. And mm. then you let it pass. So I guess this is a long winded way of saying, uh, when I'm meditating, I actually embrace my inner voice because it helps me process the thoughts and let them pass through me. I think I really like that you mentioned that meditation is actually quite broad in the sense that there's mm. so many different styles and ways of doing it. And a lot of people think prayer too is a form of meditation Mm. and exercise, anything that you're sort of just allowing your body to be in a relaxed, maybe flow state, we can even call it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when these, you know, we get these creative ideas and we're able to sort of step back from maybe our reality quote unquote and then allow our subconscious to kick in yeah so i think i really like that you made that distinction with just the the variety of meditation out there and if there are people out there who are big proponents of meditation feel free to jump on and share your two cents or whatever it is that you feel um you know in the way that it relates to intrapersonal communication. And we have to also realize that it's, it's also about just introspection, right. And just thinking like, what makes me happy? What are my goals? Right. Because I feel like when people ask us these questions, or if we ask ourselves these questions, we don't always have an answer. Yeah. And that is so surprising to me. Right. I'm just flabbergasted even when I'm in that situation and I have to be like, wait, hold up. What, what, what am I doing? Like, is this making me happy or What's going on? Yeah. And and part of the reason I think we don't have answers is because we're not used to listening to that voice, yeah. right? When from the time we wake up in the morning uh, until we go to bed, we're bombarded with information, right? Yes. Always. I know I, I can speak for myself. When I get up, boom, uh, the phone's in the hand. Uh, all my emails are coming in. The, the, the You know, it's buzzing, boing, boing, boing. And... Um, <laughs> notifications. Yeah, notifications. And then, you know, uh, 
do my workout. And when I'm working out, even then I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, right? There's this constant input of information. And then throughout the day, of course, you're busy and so forth. And it doesn't end until you go to sleep. Right. And so if you don't sort of explicitly set aside time to listen to it, that it being that inner voice. Absolutely. You're not trained to do it. Right. And yeah. uh, you don't really hear it. And so then when you ask yourself these questions, like, mm -hmm. uh, am I happy? Should I do this? You know, uh, is this the right decision? Those kinds of questions that inner voice is so faint because it, it hasn't had an opportunity to, to really express itself. Right. It's like a quiet little whisper <laughs> and yeah, then you're yeah. trying to build it up into a strong, assertive, confident voice. Um, and it's, it's like a muscle to work, right? It's something Very that if so. you don't use being our inner voice, it'll atrophy and eventually it won't be, it'll be too weak to carry any, luggage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> among other things and you're right i, I think one of the going back to meditation quickly uh one of the reasons i love the mindfulness meditation is yeah. because it, it sort of strengthens that inner voice muscle right so. it, it promotes its presence and it gets you to sort of use it and listen to it and uh you know it's funny to say but it's almost comforting to know that you have that inner voice because you're not alone, even when you're physically alone, yeah. you're not alone with your thoughts because uh, your, your mind is, is almost in this sort of dynamic, multifaceted state. And, and uh, this is getting quite, quite uh, meta. meta here, yeah. but, but it, it, it is, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's true. I find it, it comforting. It That's all I can say. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think um, something, I don't, I think this is related um, we were chatting with a friend of ours uh, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about, remember we were talking mm. about um, subconscious, like you go to sleep with a problem you'd like to solve. Let's say a coding question that you might have because you're, you like to code. Um, but it could be anything, anything that sort of um, you've been dwelling on and that maybe is not, you're just not finding a solution to that problem issue, whatever question, let's call it. So you go to sleep, right before you go to sleep, you put that in your mind and you say, okay, my subconscious oh, yeah. is going to find a way for me to solve this problem, tackle this issue, whatever, answer this question. And then you wake up the next morning and lo and behold, you have an answer <laughs> that you've been waiting for. And it's been the inner workings of your subconscious working all night, you know, as you're sleeping, as you're in dream state, REM, whatever. And you come up with this yeah. like eureka moment and it's right there in front of you. This is, this is actually a huge hack crazy. Yeah. that um, I only discovered was working for me in the, like the last year or two. Right. Uh, particularly once I started coding. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I wasn't always a coder, uh, but I, over the last few years, got really into it. And there's tons of awesome free courses to take. And so um, what happens a lot in coding is you reach these sort of barriers, these um, blockages in your code. And you're like, how do you get past this? It's a lot of problem solving. And just like what you're saying, you know, I go to sleep and shortly before going to bed, I would ask myself, all right, what is the, the one thing I'm trying to sort of overcome in my code right yeah. now? And you go to sleep and you're right. You, it, it seems implausible. Right. You're like, how is that you, possible? You, you like, wake you up doing? in the morning and it's not necessarily like, <laughs> Oh, this is exactly how you execute it. Mm -hmm. But it it's is. Like, let me try 
you, you, yeah, you, you go back to the computer and you start sort of working with it a little bit and all of a sudden you do come up with a solution. Right. And uh, this apparently is actually a studied process, right? This is a system that uh, has been studied and, yeah. and you can execute in sort of a, a very deliberate way. Mm -hmm. Apparently one thing that's really important to do is when you wake up, it's to not do what I do when I yeah, wake up. Yeah, which is do, right. do, do, do. So stay away from your phone. <laughs> this is specifically, yeah. if you've asked yourself a question the night before, mm -hmm. you go to bed, let your mind turn on it. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up in the morning, it's really important to, to re-ask yourself that question before you do anything else. Right? Yeah. So definitely don't pick up your phone. Uh, maybe try not to even have a conversation with anyone before you first have a few minutes of silence just to ask yourself that same question. And that's where your inner voice comes in. Definitely. Because the inner voice starts to talk to you about what it's been thinking sort of throughout the night. It's right. been working while you've been sleeping. It's amazing. Try it out. Try yeah. it out and let us know if you come up with anything revelatory. Uh, it doesn't have to be revelatory, but uh, if it works for you. And, of course, it's something to, to work on. It's training, so to speak. Um, I'm going to, uh, jump back to what we were talking about in terms of not reaching for your, for your phone. The first thing mm. you do when you wake up, um, as difficult as that, that might be. So, uh, like the last two days, I think it was where I tried because I was listening to a podcast with Ryan holiday. He was talking about his book. He was talking with, um, Kevin Rose, another, um, great person you should listen to. These guys, uh, uh so Ryan Holiday, I'm not sure if he has a podcast. I don't think he has a podcast. I don't podcast, think he does. But he's, he's a great, working on he's a great writer, and yeah. he's done some really good stuff on things like stoicism and yeah, he's a big sort of stoic. overcoming mental barriers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has the obstacles the way, yeah. the ego is the enemy, and now stillness is the key. Stillness is the key. And he's working on another book. Awesome title. Right? This one just came out, and now he's already working on that. It's amazing. Um, the Daily Stoic, is that The his? Daily Stoic, yeah. yeah, yeah so if you go to dailystoic.com, you can actually sign up for their newsletter, and they um, – give you all these great resources on this very ancient philosophy, uh, stoicism. Truly ancient. Truly ancient. Yeah. yeah. Um, ancient, but, but never more applicable than Greece now. And right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's really why we're talking about this today. Why we're starting with intrapersonal communication, I think is because it's just that we have so much noise around us and noise could be anything from, appointments you have to keep, friends you have to meet up with. You notice how I'm saying have to, right? Because that's how we feel when mm. we commit to these things. And just, you know, stuff that's going on on social media, keeping up, keeping up with the Joneses, right? People have this um, perceived need to be just, you know, all over social media, right? We, we, we feel like we need to participate and maybe we do, maybe we don't, but um, if we can't find a way to balance it out, I think it's going to, it's it's pretty detrimental. So what he was saying, Ryan Holiday, was that he doesn't reach for his phone within, you know, a couple hours of waking. He actually takes it upon himself to, like, he really makes it a point of not getting to it for at least mm. an hour. And the last two days, wow. I actually tried this. Um, and I just uh, tried the the journaling approach. Um and what do you mean by was, the journaling? It approach? was interesting. So um, a lot of people talk about morning pages, which is where you're supposed to dump. That's what they, they say. They dump you dump your worries onto a piece of paper or in a journal, and you just sort of you know stream of consciousness. Right, 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 right. There's one approach where you're supposed to do it 
or not supposed to, but it's recommended that you do it for five pages straight, which could five seem pages? daunting to a lot of people. I don't think my hand could physically hold a pencil for five minutes. <laughs> I, think, I think my hands would cramp up. <laughs> I know we've lost that. Like uh, it, that muscle, I think is atrophied. Yes, yeah, seriously, because we're muscles. all about this now, right? Yeah. But I remember, I mean, I love writing longhand. Like when we're mm. doing some brainstorming or working on strategy because Greg and I student. work together, I'll like whip out my notebook and be ready to take yes. notes and, you know, like jot down things that are coming in my, to my mind. And, and I all just these see ideas. you in school furiously taking oh, yeah, down your I notes. Loved it. Um, and Greg's like, no, 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 let's type this. Let's type this up. Don't write yeah, it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with notebook. digitizing things. <laughs> Which makes sense because then you can easily do a keyword search and it'll be right there in front of you popped up yeah. on your screen. But um, my point with this journaling approach is that so you don't have to do five pages straight. Actually, Ryan Holiday, he talks about um, starting small. So I think he calls it one line a day where you just write one line, one sentence in your notebook about anything, something you feel, an emotion you are, um, some sensation or Anything that you feel like you want to jot down or something mm. that just comes to mind. Like or that. it could be goals. It could be really anything. It's much more approachable if it's just yeah. one sentence. That I, that I think I can manage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the point here is to like build, build up towards five pages or three pages or one page, whatever. But, you know, I think it just depends also. Like if you do reach for your phone, maybe you're just disciplined about not checking uh, social media. Like I, I don't really go on social media. I mean, I, I have, we have the page for explorers. Um, but I think recently I've sort of just not that interested in it. Um, you know, it depends. I mean, for, for exploring, I like to, you know, post things on there and, um, make sure people are aware of, you know, like the lives and all of that. But, I don't really find myself just like yeah, I think you through. I think you said it right earlier, which is yeah. that there's a balance, right? There's, there's, a there's balance. no question um, that it could be useful and fun and uh, yeah, definitely and, and a tool for for engaging. Uh, and I think the, the the threshold is when it starts to become an obligation, right? Right. right. That makes when it sense. when it switches from oh, this might be fun to just sort of jump into to for like oh, two minutes, gotta, five gotta minutes. make my posts and so on yeah. and so forth, right? Um, and the other the other time that I find it to be uh, intrusive is when I'm in the moment and want to sort of enjoy that moment for what it is and, and really be present. In yeah. It. And as soon as you feel this compunction to document it and broadcast it, it kind of cheapens the moment, right? Mm, that's interesting. It, it, it turns it into, instead of this special moment, it's mm. how am I going to best portray this to you know, my audience? That's interesting. I do want to say something though. Just because you're documenting and taking photos mm. doesn't necessarily mean you're broadcasting. Like, sure. I, um, you know, you do take a lot of pictures. I definitely take a lot of pictures, <laughs> but I don't. I, it's funny. I put like probably one percent of those on social media, and recently it's like point oh something. Mm. Um, but not like there's anything wrong with that. But I think if we're coming back to introspection and intrapersonal communication, if we're busy looking at what other people are doing or just sort of Going back, thinking about how they're looking at you, or how they're looking at you, or even just dwelling upon our mistakes or things we said or things we didn't say, just ruminating, right? I think then we're really not in the present moment, and mm. if we're not in the present moment, it's really hard to introspect. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's very fair, and 
I have to say, for me, uh, introspection has become this this thing that I crave. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I, I mentioned how I get up and sort of put on my podcast and so forth. And from then on, it's it's Crunch constant. Time. Well, yeah, just constant input for the rest of the day. Yeah. After I do that for a few days, more recently, I've started to, my body is actually telling me no. So I'm getting ready to put the earphone in my in my ear. <laughs> like slow-mo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, for some reason, I don't want to do this. Your like, intrapersonal inner voice. My inner voice is telling me, you know you. what? I actually would like to have a conversation with it's you. It's amazing. Yeah you, yeah. you know, you can listen to your uh, Tim Ferriss <laughs> like, a little yeah, later. Yeah. So yeah, um, that making that time for it. And uh, starting to listen to it really starts to uh, increase the need for it and the appreciation for it. Right. Exactly. I think it's the balance and then carving out some time and space for you to be able to do this. It's not like there's anything wrong with all of these platforms that we have. Um, They're really great ways of connecting with people from all over the world or when you're abroad or somewhere else and you can tap into your friend group and see how everyone's doing and your family and all that. But it's 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 really about I think balance. It's the Arist- Aristotelian golden mean, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all about the moderation, of course. And you know, I, I think another question people probably have is, okay, uh, your inner dialogue is is great, but how does that like? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Why is that relevant to how you interact with others? Right? Yes, where, definitely. Where's where's that coming in place? So I'm mm-hmm. curious to, to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think when you strengthen your inner voice, you're much more equipped to, well, first of all, you know what you want. You also know what your trigger points are, so to speak. So anything that might put you in a bad mood or make you upset, right? So let's say Greg said something to me and just now, and I took it the wrong way, right? I was just like, just like, what is up with that? I can't believe you know, he said X, Y, Z just now. Um, But, you know, if my inner voice is strong enough, it'll step up and say, hold up, MD. Don't take this personally. You've just misinterpreted what Mm. Gregory is trying to tell you here. And you sort of take a step back, right? So in the moment you might feel like, what? I can't believe it. But it's really maybe you misinterpreting something. Or maybe it wasn't necessarily misinterpreted. Maybe the person not Gregory, but maybe the person actually said something that with the intent to make me upset or whatever, then I can still have a way of positive reframing. And actually there's a video Mm. about positive reframing where you take whatever is sort of thrown at you, regardless of the intention, good or bad, and you interpret it in a positive way. So that is really your inner voice working for you, for your benefit. Um, so basically the inner voice is happening sort of in parallel yes, to in your parallel. interactions with someone. Absolutely. So I think the two distinctions we should make are, so let's think of it this way. Imagine you're training. Um, I don't really know much about boxing, but I feel like this might be a good analogy okay. in terms of what I'm trying to, say right now. I have a white belt in Muay Thai. Oh, so. yes, that's right. Okay. Well, okay. There we go. So Muay Thai. I can weigh in. Exactly. Perfect. Muay in. Ha, huh? no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's imagine that you're training for a Muay Thai, what do you, like a competition. competition. Okay. 
and you're at the gym and you're working on, you know, strengthening different muscles. And ultimately you're going to be put in front of somebody, your competitor to interact with them, to fight with them. And what is it? It's not a spar, spar with them. And up until that moment, you're, you know, practicing, you're strengthening the various muscles that you want to engage for the competition. And also maybe the mindset, maybe also the inner voice. Mm. But then when you are actually in the competition, you're putting theory to practice, right? You've strengthened now the certain muscle groups that you want to be able to engage. Mm. And now when you're put on the spot and you have to perform it, they're in parallel sort of um, talking to you. Does that make any sense? Right. I feel like that was sort of like the way I'm thinking of intrapersonal communication, that when you develop it on your own time in stillness or in meditation or on a walk, you know, that's one thing. But then when you're actually in an interaction and you're doing interpersonal communication, so any type of social interaction, face-to-face communication Mm, could be one mm. of them, you're still tapping into that inner voice and trying to sort of piece together different meaning, understanding, but also not taking things personally or making sure that you interpret things positively. Yeah, yeah. I I can definitely see that. And you alluded to this a little earlier, which is, I think, another benefit of having that inner voice is just knowing thyself, right? Yeah, so important. When when you have the inner dialogue, you, you have an opportunity to to talk more about sort of what's important to you and you just start to understand yourself in a more holistic way. And as a result, when you know yourself better, that increases your confidence and that gets expressed when you interact with other people. Definitely. Right. You can tell the people who are truly confident and comfortable are tend to be the people that have a strong inner voice that yeah. they've spent time alone and with themselves to really understand what's important to them, what their values are. Mm-hmm. So that if people challenge them, if people confront them, they can sort of very calmly and, and confidently support their own views, exactly. right? their own principles mm-hmm. uh, without fear of misrepresenting judgment. themselves and fear of judgment. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, you know, in terms of improving social interaction and our interpersonal communication, I think it just makes the person happier, but then also the people with whom you're engaging and interacting happier because you're showing up with, you know, your best foot forward, so to speak. You're maybe you've worked enough on yourself that you're able to sort of embrace the moment, be spontaneous be present, whatever it is that you feel like, um, I don't know, makes you the best version of yourself. And that is, you know, different for everyone. Mm. But I think it's also a really good way of um, making sure that you're positively impacting others through your strong inner voice, the inner voice work that you do, I guess you call it, right? Yeah. I was just thinking what an interesting exercise it would be to sort of work on your inner voice yeah. with someone else. That's interesting. Right? How would that play out? I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining some situation where you sit with a good friend of yours and you take turns sort of asking yourself questions, yeah. dwelling on it uh-huh. for a minute or so, mm-hmm. and then communicating that to the person next to you. Okay. And sort of by you articulating the conversation you have with yourself, 
I think it, it, it forces you to acknowledge that conversation you had and to uh, acknowledge that inner voice in a more meaningful sort of concrete way. That might be a fun That's really interesting. I like out. that. Yeah, well, we should yeah. play around with it and see what we come up with. Um, I think we have some uh, questions over there or something going on in the chat. Oh, hello, Bob. Sorry, I, I, you said hi earlier. Hi, Bob. I didn't, uh, didn't see that. But um, Bob was just saying, yeah, he, he uh, agrees that the inner voice does play an important role in, in communication. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's something that we overlook and it's so easy to overlook because, you know, we just have so much going on. Everyone's busy all the time, every time, <laughs> all day, every yeah. day. But um, I think it's really important to set aside some time. And so what are some ways then, right? What are some ways of mm. activating this inner voice? How do we do that? I think the number one thing, at least for me, the number one thing is creating space to just think. And uh, that can be while uh, you're, you're exercising, right? Yeah. You don't have to, you know, go find a, a corner and, you know, put a blindfold on. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> and, you know, very aggressively create this silence. <laughs> I think you can work Go it into, into a cave. Because realistically, you're not going to, you're not going to make time for that, right? Yeah. If it's something that's totally outside if your normal daily practice. Mm -hmm. And laborious, and right? It's laborious, it's like, yeah. It's just not going to happen. That, that's certainly my experience. So I think the best thing to do is to think about what your daily routine is. Right. What, do you, what do you do during the day? And identify an opportunity in your pre-existing Set routine, mm -hmm. set up, identify an opportunity where you could find stillness. So that's why I brought up working out. Okay, right? definitely. So instead of, I normally listen to podcasts while I work out, mm -hmm. I should probably alternate. And some days I don't. And, yeah. and it's, instead I'm just sort of listening to my body. In fact, now that I think about it, on the days that I don't have my podcast going and I'm doing a workout and it's challenging, yeah. I am, there is an inner voice and it's saying like, you can, you can do, do this. It. Yeah, you can do this. <laughs> uh, just a few more reps. Sometimes Come it's on, like sometimes it's like uh, this program is insane. We use Nike Fit. Yeah, it's, we love it's it. Amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Sometimes like, did they really review this? Yeah. This feels a little too challenging. Exactly, <laughs> especially if you sign up for the plans and then it's like back to back, just yeah, like yeah. high intensity, forty-five minutes. Yeah. Are you kidding me, Nike? Exactly. But then you know you're happy after you do it. So, anyways, workout is a good a good place. Workout, or even like people who like to do like sauna treatment or mm. steam room, where you. Don't bring your devices in there necessarily, right? To these really like the sauna, then you can yeah. just sort of be mindful of the excruciating heat. <laughs> Another one, right? Yes. <laughs> well, she's much better. With heat. She's got Mediterranean blood, so yeah, she's much better it helps. With heat. It really does. I've I'm got, not as good I've with the cold though. You're Northerner better. blood, so uh, you're better with like Nordic ice bath. Yeah, yeah. Polar I'll, bear. I'll give me a cold bath any day. I'll, I'll jump into the ice, no problem. Exactly. Um, but another another option is I think just when you wake up, right? We were talking yeah. about not jumping to your phone. So the journaling. The journaling. The journaling. The journaling. So journaling for me has a high threshold. Like yeah. I, I, I've mentioned, you've mentioned it before and I've heard about it and all the benefits, but I still struggle to get myself to actually do that. But at the very least, I think do if the I wake one up. One line a day, uh, David, uh, what's his name? Ryan Holiday approach. One line a day. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to give myself baby steps here. Yeah. So even before that. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is I just wake up and, and just, you know, that in that few minutes of waking up, instead of going for my phone, yeah. think about something internal, right? Maybe yeah. what is my goal for today? Uh, what, are, what are my objectives? Um, 
and just sort of using that few minutes of waking up as time for introspection because uh, that's probably better than jumping right into my email. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a lot to be said for that. I mean, what you could do um, out there, explorers, and we're taking this advice ourselves, um, is maybe to alternate, right, and see how you feel. So one day you just jump, you know, for the, the you spring for your mm. phone and you check your email and all that jazz. And then another day you can, you know, reach for your pen instead and sort of, you know, journal. You can doodle maybe. I don't know. Whatever you feel like you can do to activate that inner voice. Um, but I think also maybe, you know, prompts could help. Yeah. Different prompts that people have. I know that with Ryan Holiday, they have the Daily Stoic Journal and he provides different pumps. Prompts, ah. not pumps. <laughs> prompts. With pomp and circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. And it's rooted actually in stoicism. So that might be interesting. Yeah. You could probably find that anywhere I, I on Amazon. Just something to sort of get the juices going. Exactly. It's like doing yeah. a guided meditation. Um, I I love um, I'm just gonna do a plug for him. He probably doesn't even know we exist, but his name is David G. And he's <laughs> on Spotify and he's on YouTube, and it's just his voice is so soothing. He's, he's like, this is a guided meditation and, uh, yeah, practitioner. He's, he's like just so good at activating that inner voice and asking he you. He has a very questions. soothing voice. I'll, I'll, uh, David I'll give G. Him that. Yeah, he's like you know yeah. your friendly old friendly grandpa yeah. sort of persona. Coming to you from the sweet spot of the universe. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah, you could you know start with that. Um, anything that just sort of allows you to. Unplug, I think. 